we're not just fluffing you up when we say that we're kind of eating and breathing live binders. We really are eating and breathing <laughs> live binders at our company. And it's kind of been great to, to use and to see. And it's, it's definitely the training tool. I mean, it's the training resource tool that we have for our company. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Organized Success Podcast brought to you by LiveBinders. The clip you just heard is from our most recent podcast with guest speakers Esther Benins and Dana Youssef from a company called MedZed, where Esther is the Manager of Talent Development and Dana is a Director of Clinical Operations. So MedZed is a modern healthcare company that is based on telemedicine. So this is where they bring the healthcare provider into a sick patient's home instead of the more traditional practice of the patient having to go to the doctor's office. And Esther and Dana get to explain a little bit more about the wonderful work they do for their patients, as well as how they've incorporated live binders into their company operations. So fun side note, one of the co-founders is Neil Solomon. He and his wife, Paula, are good friends of mine and my husband. And one night we were at dinner, and I want to say it was probably the weekend right before the first COVID lockdown back in March of 2020. And we were you know, talking about work and I'm not sure if it was Neil who brought up his work and then I brought up how trainers are using live binders for sharing training resources. But Neil got the idea that this might be something that Esther could find useful for training their nursing staff. So several Zoom calls later, I got to meet Esther and Dana and help them get started on their first binder. And that binder turned out to be a great proof of concept for them that we highlight in the podcast. And I'm just so happy to see how useful it's been for them and the possibilities that it's opened for training in the healthcare industry for us. So I think you're really going to enjoy this podcast, not only for finding out about this innovative company and how it can help their patients, but also for those of you that do share your binders with staff, how this can be really useful for some of the ways that they've cleverly incorporated live binders in their everyday operations. So on that note, please join me and my co-host Linda Hool as we welcome Esther Benin and Dana Youssef from MedZed. My name's Esther Benins, and I have the privilege of taking care of our training efforts at MedZed. So um, oversee, um, my official title is Manager of Talent Development, but get to oversee um, under human resources, all the people that come in, join the company and do new employee orientation, get to walk them through that, train them through that and make sure that they're, they have a good first few weeks of experience. Hi, I'm Dana Youssef and I'm a nurse practitioner at MedZed. I transitioned into a new role as Director of Clinical Operations a few months ago. And with that, my overall goal and focus is to ensure day-to-day -day functions operate smoothly and looking at overall efficiency ideas for the providers, strategical planning with other departments to enhance productivity and growth. Um, and I've also been a part of implementation processes for different pilots and upcoming projects. Can you guys explain what MedZed is? Yeah, so I'll start and then Dana, if you want to add color, but... Um, MedZed is a house call program. Um, it's a company that takes high-risk patients um, that health insurances give us and, and trust us with their care. And we go to the homes, send nurses into the homes. Um, we 
connect them virtually through a computer, through the internet with a provider. So what Dana described as a CCP um, and we do patient care straight in their home. Um, it's a nice mix between home health um, and a primary care physician's office. So we would function like a PCP would, but yeah, we send the nurse to the home. So that's kind of the aspects of home health that makes it fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, and it's one part of our program. And then we also focus highly on social determinants of care. So a lot of our patients, because they're high risk, they'll have social needs. Um, we all know that, you know, we say that people can't really take care of their health and aren't going to focus on their diabetes management if they're worried about getting evicted from their house. So we also will focus on their social needs and um, we send who we call CHNs, so community health navigators, to homes um, and kind of help tackle those, create health plans and help tackle some of those needs uh, so that they can take care of themselves. So that's really unique. You don't see that in a normal doctor-patient relationship. And um, I, can, I can add some color to that. Um, our teams are derived of the provider, uh, three to four LVNs, the licensed vocational nurses who go into the field and see the patient in the home. Um, and the community health navigator uh, is part of the team as well. And they are the ones who uh, target the outreach and get patients engaged. And they also help with social determinants of health. And then we also have a care coordinator within each team. And that care coordinator um, takes care of referrals and, and authorizations and um, requests for supplies, prior authorizations. And so um, within each team, there is a panel of patients that the team cares for. And so that's, that's how our model is. And, and really the, the goal is monitoring these high-risk patients to prevent them from ending up back in the hospital and getting them back on track so they can get plugged in with their primary care provider again so we can ensure good care and send off once we, you know, um, can guarantee that they can reliably use the traditional healthcare system. Okay, so I didn't know that it was high risk patients that you guys focus on, which is very specific. So they need the all that uh, support that you guys have created. You know, it's not just treating the illness; it's making sure that they stay strong and and actually mm -hmm. recover from whatever illness that they do. And you provide. So they build um, multiple relationships, not just the, the doctor and the patient. It's more than that, sounds like, mm -hmm. which is yeah, great. And, and they're high risk. Um, they're flagged by their health plan. The health plan sends us their information and, and it's our job to get them back on track. Yeah. And reduce that hospital utilization. This is something that a healthcare insurance plan would connect you with. So, they, so you as a patient would have to be a part of this plan to have this kind of a virtual service. Correct. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right, yes. And what plans in particular do you guys work with? Is so we have a variety of different plans, yeah. We use LA Care and HealthNet are our biggest contractors that we use for the different markets. We have it throughout all of the state of California. Um, so from Butte to Fresno, Los Angeles, um, so, and, and growing and then some. Um, so that's just for our house call um, and palliative care programs. 
palliative care, we're mentioning it for the first time now, but it's essentially another layer of care for even more complex and high-risk patients than our regular house call program. It's for people that have higher needs, that have long-term diseases that are hard to manage and hard to um, you know, maintain, hard to stay abreast of patient, of their appointments coming up or their doctors or the physician's visits because their disease is just hard. It's hard to manage. Um, so we give them extra layers of care. We give them chaplain services and we give them uh, social work services. So it just gets even more complex than that. How has COVID been for you guys in transitioning that? Has it been business as usual or a little bit different because of it? Well, we were you- restricted in the beginning, right? We, we took the nurses out of the field and they were working remotely. So our ah. visits were remote only and, and the quality of those visits are not as good as field, as you can imagine, um, not having vital signs, not having a physical exam, or just that interaction, face-to-face interaction with the patients, they, they really do need that. Um, so, so with that, as things improved, we started to safely send the nurses back in the field. Um, so we had a mix of remote and field visits. Um, we, of course, followed CDC guidelines, with exposures, any symptoms, nurses were not um, allowed to go in the field. So we had uh, strict like COVID screenings for patients and staff members. Um, so, so it was a bit challenging. However, the patients still really needed us. And the blessing is that we are used to the remote model anyways. So that, that wasn't painful. It wasn't like a, a, a huge transition in that aspect as others experienced. I think it was truly a blessing that we were still able to reach these patients, whether it was remote or field, we still had such a you know, great opportunity to be able to help patients and you know, treat them at home, educate them, providing all the counseling they need in order to safely be at home and be managed versus going to the hospital unnecessarily if they didn't need to. Yeah. Um, so lots of great interventions we were able to do for them. Well, and MedDead's like a roll up your sleeves kind of company, right? So, I mean, that's literally what we did. Overnight, it felt like everyone rolled up their sleeves. We figured out a way to get everyone out. WhatsApp, FaceTime, let's figure this out. Whatever we can to stay, keep our patients, you know, safe. And especially the fear factor, we knew that as like frontline workers, we were going to have to go into the communities and say, okay, we're going to give you the information up to date as quickly as we can, um, you know. I almost want to start bringing in live binders because I feel like that's one of the first things we did, right? We created the COVID resource guide. We did all these other things for, um, yeah, let's go ahead and open that patients. binder. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty cool how quickly we transitioned into it and, and used it to start, um, educating our own staff. Um, you know, Neil was learning, everybody was learning. I mean, our own physicians were learning. Everybody went through this huge learning curve and we needed something standard, something that we can all look at to say, okay, we're going to agree that this is where MedZet stands with COVID. It just felt like, you know, COVID was everywhere and it, meaning it felt confusing to a lot of people. So we needed something that was going to be standard for MedZet. So yeah, here it is. And this is kind of what we use, the COVID resource guide. Dana was a a big, I mean, this is kind of your baby, Dana. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just say what you have here can help anybody. 
not just in California, and that's what makes it so great. Yeah, so the way I wanted to structure this is provide general information. You know, as COVID started, there were a lot of question marks. Like, what is this? What do I do? The information was changing so quickly, so frequently. Um, you know, the quarantine recommendations and exposure recommendations, they're still changing. And it's important that we have a platform where we can put all this information in. And this was the solution to it all. It was the perfect place to stick all these files, let's say, all these resources. And all, all we would do is we would either send a specific page link, we would text it to a patient, or we would send the whole binder. And we say, you know, feel free to look through it. You know, this is your resource. This is your guide that you can look at if you're like, if I get exposed, what do I do? What are the precautions I need to take? How can I, uh, what symptoms should I monitor for? Um, so that's how I wanted to start it. And then I got a little bit more specific later in the binder on, based on our, our population that we care for, what resources are available to them. And that also was changing very frequently. So food banks, housing resources, um, you know, California had the project room key, um, you know, certain programs have ended. So, so it's, it was important that we kept it up to date um, and provided that information for our patients and for the LVNs, you know, they're the ones who are in the homes who are trying to help patients and it's hard to keep up with all the information. There was something that you clicked on Linda that I thought I wanted to talk about. You should like, there's some video YouTube videos on how to wash your hands right, like right mm -hmm. there. So you've got the video that they can watch and then you've also added additional visuals that they could read if they didn't wanna watch the video. Just a really nicely organized resource it's really, there. It's really cool too, from a training perspective to be able to take the information. I mean, that someone already put here and we take it and almost add to it, um, you know, in PowerPoint format and say, okay, let's let's make this official. Here's this live binder, all the information's in there. Um, but it's easy to then take the live binder and create training materials from it too. I actually had seen it backwards before. And because of COVID, I realized, well, we have information here. We can take this. This is the information we want to deliver to our staff. So let's take some of this information and create it into a PowerPoint train our staff, you know, kind of summarize it, make it easy for them to catch on, put a training together. So it's really cool because I think what's great about this is you can use it either way. You can do the training first and use this as a resource to remind yourself of what was trained or vice versa. If this is already bulky enough information, we can take pieces of it and kind of continue the message when you're delivering a training. So so did you do that, uh, like copying the binder and then deleting what you needed and, you know, reorganizing it for a particular training session? Yeah, it was, it was like a team effort, right? So some of us were putting in the training together that we needed to deliver as we were returning back into the field and information we needed. And we knew there was already some information in like binders that was there for us yeah. from our own teammates. Yeah. So we just used it. We're, we're not big fans of reinventing the wheel. So we weren't trying to reinvent the wheel. The material well, was here. So we used it. Yeah. Yeah, we've created this. multiple binders. You know, we, we have, uh, we've grown into like, you know, the, the CCP resource guide now and the nurses resource guide. And then we want to build to like care coordinator department scheduling. So using them for training purposes, um, I, I use it during my 
new CCP or provider onboarding orientation. I have my agenda of what I want to discuss with the new provider. Um, and I'll have live binders open there for me. So I show them if you need a reminder, this is where it is. And you can always access it in the future. You know, in general, it's just a lot of information to remember. Yeah. So, so just yeah. like this MedZed COVID-19 binder, it's good to have it live in one place and then have it accessible in the future. If you need right. Yeah. Yeah. I, want, I want to insert something that we had another, we had some college uh, instructors who were on our podcast and they were talking about, you know, preparing the, their students for the real world. And, and one stressed that, you know, it's not about memorizing everything. It's about knowing where to find the information so you can get the answer. Kind of the just-in-time learning, I think it's, it said. When you've got so much information that you want to keep track of to do your job well, you can't be expected to memorize it, but you, you can know where it is and mm -hmm. find it. So I thought that was a nice way to explain. Uh, That's right. I actually use that exact same phrase for everybody that's onboarding. I tell them my job here is not to make you experts of MedZed, but to know how to find the answers to any MedZed question you have. So nobody can become an expert in one week. And when you're starting a new job, it's so scary. Like there's so, you feel like you're starting all over again. You may have been 20 years in your expert field and you feel like starting from the bottom, you know, it feels like I have no knowledge of anything in it almost just feel like your IQ is getting low, but I tell them, don't worry, like we'll get you all the stuff that you need to get your position, um, to get you to be successful in your position. We don't want you to fail. And this is the tool we use. I mean, this is what I give them as long as the stuff is in live binders, as long as they have the things that they need in there. Um, you know, as you know, Tina, being able to embed it in teams was really cool. So yeah, I'm hoping yeah, you can share that with us. But I really yeah. liked what you said about we're not going to let you fail or this is, you know, it's not enough. You're supporting them. You're not going to yeah. fail because it's about knowing where the information as opposed to having to relearn. As a result of the training that you do and using binders, have you had people come to you saying we need this binder and so that you come up with a new one as a result of sharing the ones you've already done? Yes, we actually have a long wait list at MedZed with my <laughs> binders right now. <laughs> so um, I can, it's it's about five or six of them that are kind of one at a time, one at a time. Can and I get one too? Can I go in too? <laughs> yeah, it's been like never ending. So it, now we're at the point where we're just saying we don't have enough resources to actually create these binders. So as soon as we can start building more and more of them, you know, absolutely we will. So there's, there's a wait list for sure. <laughs> So when you share these binders with your team, and this is something I didn't know if you guys could do, but I know you put them in Microsoft Teams, and I believe you guys add a uh, one of your shelves because you can mm -hmm. organize binders on a shelf. So it's like a library. Is that something you guys can share? So we're looking inside of Teams right now, right? Yeah. So this is how Teams looks. You have different tabs here. Um, if you click on the Teams icon, um, there are different groups that can be created. Um, so I created a CCP materials um, folder where the CCPs only have access to. And um, you'll see a bunch of files can be uploaded. So I use this to upload, you know, rounds, information, any documents. And then up here, you can put links, you can insert links. So I have the most 
important links for the providers that they need. So the dashboards, um, the CCP resource guide, LiveBinder. So if we click that, it actually opens it up right in Teams. You also well, have an option to go to website and it'll open it into a browser for you as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's, it's really great. Um, I tell the CCPs to bookmark it. Um, so they have it bookmarked. Um, that's part of you know orientation is bookmarking all the important links that they need. Um, but yeah, it's really, really user-friendly. It's really easily accessible within Teams, just super helpful. Um, you could stay within and then to go back to another tab, let's say we wanna go to the COVID-19 resource guide you click it here. So those are the two I have linked. Um, oh, I also put together a patient education live binder. Um, so I'm gonna click that here. And it's those like one page patient education pamphlets that they can send to, uh, they can just text it over to a patient, the CRAMES pages. Okay. So they can go by system. And let's say they want to give information on chronic sinusitis in English. So they click that. So there's one binder oh, that has all of those handable resources that they, depending on what a patient asks for, they think yeah. needs. Yeah, great. And the LVNs um, have access to this as well. So yeah, yeah, it's really easy. It pulls it up right, right here, or you can open it in an outside browser as well. So wherever they go, they always have their team uh, logged in, like they're logged into their teams so they can go in there and right from their laptop and, and grab whatever resources that you guys yeah. have set up. Right. Great. Yeah. Even from their phone, from their oh, really? know, phone teams app. Yeah. They can mm -hmm. easily pull this, pull this information. And I just wanted to add color to what Dana was saying with like the separation of the different types. We've, we've, we're, we're using so much of live binders that we've actually separated the two shelves. And so, um, Dana, I don't know if you want to go to the meds ed team folder, but we have, um, we separated it into two different categories. Yeah. So where one shelf at the top would be team resource guides. Um, and that's all the resource guides that we have for our team so far. And then the live binders, the second shelf, what I like to call is like the education, educational world. And that's our meds ed COVID-19 guide. And then what Dana was just showing as a patient education. So it's yeah. things that are like outsourced and outside of company, right? So for patients or everyone that could use meds ed, um, the COVID guide, and then we've separated it for within our teams, like who can use it within the company and, and the different resources that they would, they would need there. Yeah. So this is a great example of what a shelf looks like in live binders. You know, you can organize as many different binders. It could be your binders, anybody else's binders, but you guys have done that pretty well right here. So, and, you know, you could even have the same binder on two different shelves, depending on, you know, whether it's appropriate or not, or not. they don't have to necessarily try to find that right shelf, but this is a great example. It looks, it looks really nice um, in your team as I hadn't seen that. I'm glad you guys figured that out. How to yeah. do different shelves and get that in. So it's basically the link to the shelf that you put in the teams. It's not an embed code. Is that right? In this case, yeah. The, for the shelf, it would be the link to each um, resource shelf. guide. Yeah. yeah. And then within the teams on the left, as Dana was showing you for CCPs, if we had like a nursing one on the left, 
those would be embedded. So we embed it within their own team. I see. That's nice. Mm -hmm. So it makes it good. A lot of, a lot of good resources, a lot of good ways of accessing it makes it easy to place it everywhere. We know that repetition is key, especially with virtual learning everywhere, everywhere, right? As many times as we can tell you, as many times as we can show you, that's kind of how it'll sink in. So we've kind of plastered it everywhere that we, we can, including like Dana said, encouraging people to bookmark as much as they can. So yeah, like I like to say 24 seven availability, 24 seven availability. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you guys have really shown a good example of how to push, you know, the potential of what a live binder can do. It's not just the documents and you've got dynamic stuff in there, but it's also the shelves and all the, the binders that you guys have accumulated. Would you say that that kind of helped acclimate your, your team to be in teams more because that those resources were clearly there and, you know, um, well, my team specifically heavily relies on that folder. Um, I, I stick all of the files. I put all the links that they need. That's that's where where it lives. And we work out of Teams for everything. That's our communication platform. It's our video platform with our patients. So we're always on Teams. I actually have it downloaded on my personal phone too. So I like <laughs> never miss anything. Um, so, so my team of providers really, really heavily um, focus on that folder. It makes it really easy for them, especially the mm -hmm. fact that it opens up within Teams and doesn't have to take you out of Teams. Has been right. Really so yeah. for the, the training part, Esther, uh, were you guys training in person from the very beginning or were you prepared to do virtual training? That's a tricky question and here's why. That really became who it became. It was right around the COVID time. <laughs> so yeah. now in the past year, um, we have essentially gone virtual. We've told everybody we are officially a virtual company. So now that we transitioned that way, um, we're actually, we're, we're hybrid. We do both. So we will do online, mostly all remote through Teams, we use our Teams platform to train, to do new employee orientation is all done remotely. And for some niches like the nurses, we'll ask them to come to the office and they will train the rest of their training in office. It's hard to train a nurse to be a nurse virtually. Yeah. You kind of have to have a lot of hands-on stuff. So we've moved them to the office, but anybody else that can access their training virtually will stay virtual, especially because we've allowed people to live wherever, um, depending on their role, really, you can kind of do this job from anywhere. Um, obviously if it's, you know, specific like a CHN or a nurse, then it does require you to be in a specific area, even to the very zip code and zone. But other than that, um, everyone else is virtual. So it's a, it's a hybrid model and it's been, um, really it's using, it's just been interesting to kind of try to teach our values and teach who we are and culture virtually. Um, yeah. but that's kind of been fun to try and do that. And, you know, using the tools that we have on hand, like, like white binders to do that is, is our way of tackling it now. So. You're yeah. like ahead of what's coming in the future. You've already started and everybody else is going to have to begin and then move on. So that's impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's why it wasn't too painful with COVID. We're like, oh, we've been doing this <laughs> all along this whole time. Yeah, that's what I was and, thinking. Yeah, you know, we're gonna keep evolving, and you know, it's it's all about innovation 
And this is what the future is about using the technology and innovation we have provided to us to grow and, and evolve the model. So um, I've, I've done two to three provider virtual trainings. It's different, but it's doable. It's amazing. What, what I've learned is you can literally do everything virtually. <laughs> That's what COVID taught me is you can teach a kid over um, video and you can see patients and care for sick patients over video and you could take a dance class and you could take a cooking class and you, you everything. Um, so I think it's, it's very eye-opening. What, what we've gone through has been very innovatively eye-opening. Yeah. yeah, it is an interesting uh, phenomenon that people will be talking about for a while because it, we're just in the thick of it. We haven't, we don't really have the lens to step back and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, pros and cons of the whole virtual, but there are existing pros and cons with in-person too. So, <laughs> you know, maybe that isn't uh, an even playing ground. They're just yeah. different dynamics. That's exactly what it is, because I feel like we, you know, we, when we talk about some things that we've lost during training or for orientation, it's things like, you know, what we call the conversations around the coffee table, you know, and all those things that are organic and natural are a little harder to do when you're staring at a screen in front of you and even though there's people there. But what I have found is that there are creative ways of doing it. I mean, if, if we just Kind of figured out you know one of my favorite tools is i asked people to bring like their favorite coffee mug one day oh and yeah. i just say we start at eight you know we start half an hour early that day they don't know that it's half an hour early but it is because the whole purpose and part of the agenda is we drink coffee together and we talk about why that's your favorite coffee mug and just kind of try and build those and then and then it'll organically happen you know people will organically start sharing and talking and giving us more and it's a it's a little bit harder to create um, to create them initially, but then once they're created, I feel like people will catch on pretty quickly. So that is the most creative thing I have heard, Esther, uh, in terms of trying to build culture and um, fun around a virtual meeting. I'm gonna I'm gonna copy mm. that. Definitely mm. stealing that idea. Thanks, Esther. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's worked wonders, you know, and even in the, the email that we sent before, it's, you know, putting the little gifts on there of, you know, okay, but first coffee, you know, all this stuff is good. The agenda is great. First, we're going to chat and first we're going to connect and people need that, especially again, when you're starting a new job, you know, you're brand new, your nerves are through the roof. So yeah, let's just talk about how you're doing and how we can help you. And yeah. I, I want to add that I think part of your success as a company, a team is that you guys all have the same mindset. And it's, it's a nice feeling to know that, hey, we're going to solve this problem. Let's do it. Let's put our creative juices together. Is that your team down below that, Linda? Um, there it is. Yeah. Is this your yeah. team as of whatever date that was taken? Dana, this is our reminisce <laughs> picture, huh? This is Fresno. Yeah. This what was what, two years ago? Yeah, we um, we took Fresno team and LA team and anybody in the Butte team and we went to Bakersfield, I think, and just Bakersfield, yeah. had a team meeting. Yeah, and this is our, what we like to share to the to everyone that currently works with us. And we say, this is the goal, right? Is to get back one to day. this post-COVID. <laughs> yes, one day. 
maybe different, maybe outside with masks, but we still want to um, get our team together. Well, you guys, thank you so much. I learned actually a lot more than I knew before um, having you guys on about what you do. Um, so comprehensive. And I appreciate you sharing what you've done with LiveBinders. This is really, really nice to see. I'm so glad that it's been really helpful for your team. Yeah, we're, we're not just... We're not just fluffing you up when we say that we're kind of eating and breathing live binders. We really are eating and breathing <laughs> live binders at our company. And it's kind of been great to, to use and to see. And it's, it's definitely the training tool. I mean, it's the training resource tool that we have for our company. So it's been great. Well, thank yeah, you. Thank you so much yeah. for this opportunity, Tina, for helping us out. It was, it's been extremely valuable. And thank you for having us today to share yeah. our experience with you all. 